Hey, welcome everybody. Today, my guest, his name is Calvin, and he is a musician, a podcaster, and an atheist. Uh, you can find all of his links in the link tree in the description. Um, and today we're going to be talking kind of just about atheism in general, um, maybe the pitfalls of it in some areas. Uh, anyway, welcome, Calvin. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you agreeing to come on. Um, so at the beginning, I like to just kind of have the guests give a brief background of their religious upbringing and kind of how you got to where you are now. Yeah, for sure. Um, <clears throat> so I guess to start from the beginning, um, I grew up a little bit religious, uh, went to church, you know, couple times a week all the way up until I was maybe six or seven years old my uh, my parents split up around that time and my mom just being a single mom with three kids at the time and soon to be four uh, just couldn't continue to take us all to church so we just stopped going and religion was kind of put on the back burner but it always was kind of like hey watch out God's watching you know type of thing yeah. kind of finger waving and um, a lot of fear mongering so Never was necessarily religious, what's so to say. Uh, my older sisters were much more indoctrinated into the faith than I was, um, uh, Catholic to be specific. And, um, but yeah, I wasn't super religious. So, but as, as we kind of got a little bit older, around maybe, I don't know, you could say fifth, sixth grade around for me. Um, my, my family is very superstitious, if anything. So we have a lot of mm. uh, Native American, um, and, uh, indigenous blood in our family. So, um, there's a lot of those type of superstitions, like Wendigos, you know, Wolfman, Dogman, those types of, you know, spooky ghosts, stuff like that all um, more so than religion. So oh, that's cool. I, I more so gravitated towards the UFOs and the Bigfoot and Mothman, because that's what my sisters were into. They were really into like the supernatural and stuff uh, and like, the what if and all that type of stuff. So with a little bit of God sprinkled on top. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, that's kind of what I grew up into. It kind of, again, was just always kind of in the back of my mind until I hit around uh, around the time that I graduated high school is when I started to really fall down the rabbit hole. This is when, you know, access to information on the internet was starting to get really big. So, um, I was reading, I guess you could say the wrong resources and watching a lot of the wrong YouTube videos and the wrong TV channels. Uh, ancient aliens was my Bible. And, yeah. uh, I remember like, that watching that pretty religiously for a bit. Dude, it's literally, it's still hilarious to watch. I still love watching it just because of how, um, noxiously crazy it is um it's I like convincing though that. yeah like they do a good job of making it convincing yeah they have people that are legitimate archaeologists and stuff which i can actually get into that a little bit later too i can talk about some because i've actually talked to some people that yeah. are from my podcast that have been on ancient aliens and will never be on there again um so i can get into that a little bit later but um they i, I really gravitated towards that so it came a time to where i what was really hard to even talk to, to be honest, because all I could talk about was like reptilian aliens controlling the government from the Draco <laughs> constellation and that they caused Hurricane Katrina as a false flag so that they could abduct the homeless population so that they could experiment on them. That's things that I actually believed and was writing about. I was writing blogs and had, um, you know, trying to make YouTube videos and almost made a podcast involving that. Wow. And then I realized... A lot of these conspiracy theories that I believed were gravitating towards the Bible and gravitating towards religion, you know, like uh, whether it's ancient aliens, they talk about religion and God and gods, quote unquote, and uh, the Dead Sea Scrolls. Really, I started reading about the Dead Sea Scrolls, and that's really mm. where where the, the last brick fell is I learned about the Dead Sea Scrolls. Uh, it's probably 2017 at this point, early 2017, I would say. And um, 
I was like, okay, so all these conspiracy theories, or a lot of them, are gravitating back towards faith and the Bible in particular, or the Quran. So I was like, well, my family's religious. They all tell me to read the Bible. They're all they all read the Bible. So let me just pick up the the book and read it. What's the worst that can happen? Maybe yeah. it'll strengthen my faith. Who knows? So I just sat down and I read the Bible. I just read the King James version. Just downloaded it on my phone, and I did skip over a couple things, you know, because I. King James version for a first time read through. Don't oh, do it. Terrible it's idea. so bad. Yeah. Um, I didn't know any better though. So I just, cause that's what my family reads is King James. So I was yeah. like, okay, I guess I got to read this. So I downloaded it on my phone, read it to the best of my ability. I did skip over some stuff. And by the end of it, I had more questions than answers. And I was like, okay, mm-hmm. well, I, I definitely don't think most of that happened. <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i don't know you know let me look into it a little bit more and that's when i started i discovered the atheist community of austin i was working a desk job listening to podcasts and watching youtube videos while i was doing my desk job stuff stumbled across their content and i listened to them all day every day for you know a year and a half um while i was doing my desk job and then i left that desk job figured i'd pick up the bible one more time what what is going on with this thing I already don't believe it, but let's just be absolutely sure. I'm really going to pick this thing up and I'm going to read every single page, every single word of this thing. And I'm going to notate the hell out of it. Yeah. And, um, I don't, I don't have my trusty Bible on me. Oh, I've seen your TikTok videos oh, no. though. They, <laughs> you have a yeah, shit ton of tabs. My, this is my trusty Bible now. Yep, There it is. Um, this is a, um, new living translation. So it's like fifth grade reading comprehension. But I was like, if I'm going to read it again, I'm going to freaking understand it. Okay. Yeah. I can, I can double check things that I'm not sure about or that sound funny. So there's a couple weird wordings that you do have to verify. And I have verified. I mean, I've got uh, almost 500 tabs in this thing. Yeah. And um, I read that. And by the end of it was like, that didn't happen. There's just no way. There's yeah. just no way. After all the research that I just did on that. I spent a year um, reading it a second time, and I I still read it almost every single day. I just read it earlier this morning, reading more of it, and it just doesn't make sense. The more I read of it, the more it doesn't make sense. So anyways, I read the Bible, realized that if I don't believe this, I need to apply that same amount of skepticism to all of these other conspiracy theories that I yeah. believe. Aliens, Bigfoot. Um, you know, the Loch Ness Monster, reptilians running the government, uh, chemtrails, flat earth. I need to question all of these things. Right. And I eventually have still, still to this day, even what, six, seven years later after reading it the first time, I'm still digging myself out of conspiracy theories that I believe that are still ingrained in there that I didn't yeah. even know were there. Um, and I don't even know that they're there until it shows up somewhere. And then I'm like, oh yeah, for sure. Wait, let me double check. Yeah. So honestly, I think this is kind of uh, one of the things we'll probably really agree on is like, I think that just belief systems in general, being raised that way as a child really sets a person up to buy into all this type of stuff. Cause I did as well. I mean, I was raised Mormon. Um, and as soon as I was, I left Mormonism, that was like the first thing I gravitated toward was, well, spirituality on one hand, kind of the like new age spirituality stuff. Uh, and then definitely conspiracies as well, like the, yep. the aliens, the reptilians. Uh, so that's pretty interesting. And yeah, I was because I mean, during during all these conspiracy theories, I still held a God belief. I still was like, mm. yep, the Christian God is real. All while I was believing all these different conspiracy theories, ancient aliens, the Gaia Network, Graham Hancock all these different people and i still was like yep jesus is lord still interesting there and um i didn't know why i thought that and i realized it was just because my mom told me so yeah now my mom's atheist too oh wow (laughs) is that due to you or just her Um, own accord a little bit i do think it did help but i mean honestly if i'm being honest my um my grandmother's is passing away as of this moment, um, mm. she's she's been a very slow, honestly painful decline for the past month or so. And my mom has been taking care of her for the past 20 years, every single day for the past 20 years. She's a certified nurse and everything got certified so that she knew how to take care of my, my one-legged grandmother. And um, I was just talking to my mom the other day and she said, you know, Cal, I, after taking care of my grandma for 20 years and my, she, she, her being 
a God-fearing, good Christian woman. You know, she never drank a day in her life, never smoked a cigarette, never did any type of drugs, showed up to work every single day, never called off one time in her entire life. She worked hard. She was a single mom for most of her life. And here she is on her deathbed yeah, in an insurmountable amount of pain yeah. and suffering. And she is still saying Jesus is Lord while she's in that much pain laying in bed, right. dying. And why would a good God that this woman loves so much but can't show, why would a God let that happen? So and that's where my mom is coming from. She's So she's like, I just can't believe that. At the very least, a good right. God would let that happen. So basically, well, first of all, I'm I'm sorry you guys are dealing with that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it kind of sounds like the classical problem of evil is what got her eventually. And exactly. Honestly, that's what that's somewhat where it started for me. I, it's not like it's the only thing for me now, but, um, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, yeah, not not for me either, yeah. And I was, I was going to say too, I actually, I appreciate how much you read, like, cause I noticed you've tabbed up the Quran as well. You talk about the Bhagavad Gita and I'm also yep. doing the same. I'm, I'm currently trying to reread the book of Mormon. Cause I only read parts of it That's when I was read. tiny. <laughs> Dude, honestly, I feel like it's a little more entertaining than the Bible. Like there's all these wars going so. on and stuff. Cause like, I don't, I don't even remember where I'm at. I think I'm in the book of Nephi or something. Um, yeah, some of them are rough. <laughs> I just like, I don't know. It just was getting so boring for me. I just, I, so I stopped like maybe six months ago. So I pretty much need to restart it all over again, but I did tab it up a little bit. Yeah. Um, and what I did read it from what I did read it, it wasn't great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, some of the wars are kind of fun. Like, if you almost read it like a fiction, it's kind of just fun. Like, they're warring. Right, and, right. So. Read it like an Elrond Hubbard yeah. book or something. <laughs> but I, I was going to say, like, I appreciate that you do that, because I do that as well. And I think if anyone's going to be an honest atheist, like, they ought to dig into all of the religious things. The yeah, exactly. And that's kind of your way of being somewhat skeptical of your own position. So, yeah. I mean, I want to know what's true, and I mean, I'm totally right. open to being debunked. And I mean, the, the the Muslims are saying, read the Quran; that's the proof of of Allah. Yeah, he'll, he'll reveal it to you. Okay, fine. I that Quran back here was given to me by an Imam, a practicing Muslim prophet or, or um, preacher. He gave me that Quran when I asked him for one because he was giving away free Qurans, and I was like, hey man, I want to know more. Can I get a Quran? He's like, yeah, sure. And he just whipped one out and gave one to me. So. It's funny because I read that Quran and then Muslims will say, oh, you have to read it in Arabic. Well, why, why did, why did a practicing yeah. Muslim give me a Quran in English if that isn't the right translation? Right. Why wouldn't he just give me an Arabic translation? Then I have to learn Arabic. You well, know, that's, and that's... Makes sense. It also doesn't make sense for a God to be like, I'm writing this in only one language, but every other, like, no one else is going to yeah. get it. And in the same book, it says my words can't be changed or yeah. no one can change the word of Allah. And meanwhile, it's like, okay, so you're saying there's mistranslations then. So someone, someone changed the word of Allah. Hmm. <laughs> so. Well, I want to do my best not to get us stuck in a echo chamber of us <laughs> yeah, agreeing. Sure. <laughs> um, I I usually kind of, uh, ask people about their thoughts on scientific theories and whatnot, but I think maybe we'll skip that because you're probably the, on the same page as me, kind of accepting the consensus and uh, stuff like that. Um, I follow where the evidence goes. Right. So just for a second, I'm going to maybe put somewhat of a theist hat on and uh, I want you to just give your best argument for a positive claim of there is no God, if if you have one. Oh, oh, geez. Positive claim for there is no God. Um, I mean, the first thing that I would turn to is, for one, the problem of evil. But, I mean, that would just kind of eliminate the possibility of a good, loving God. Not to say that there couldn't be a benevolent God that exists. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that... Um, you know, honestly, I don't. I really don't have an argument to prove or to demonstrate that there is no God, because there's no way that I can show you that there isn't a God that 
snapped his fingers, created the universe, and is hiding behind a rock on Venus or right. something. And, and, you know, we'll never know that he's there um, until Judgment Day or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's no way for me to prove that to you. Um, so, I mean, honestly, I, I really don't have much of an argument uh, um, for there being no God. Yeah. Um, because I just, I, I don't think that it's impossible. I just don't think that it's plausible. Right. Well, and it's definitely like I was talking to a Christian apologist and he was giving me all the arguments for God. And then Mm -hmm. I kind of gave my two for against it. And it's, it's definitely a little different to argue for a negative. Like it's a little bit harder, but it's still possible to do. Um, For instance, one of the ones I really like to use is divine hiddenness. And, Mm -hmm. and these arguments, I think go these these have to go toward a omni god like omni benevolent all this stuff right right for the loving part and it just seems like genuine atheists like myself and you probably i i don't know how much you've tried to like pray or whatever but it just seems like truly if there's a loving god and i'm not being resistant like i truly am open to a message of some knowledge uh, it seems like a, if if God would care for me to know, he would he would tell me. Exactly. exactly. Uh, yeah, I agree. But yeah, with, it's like I, I guess I could say I have kind of. I, I guess you could say I kind of have arguments for specific gods not existing. Mm, you know, yeah. like I could say I have arguments against the God of Christianity not existing or the God of the Quran not existing or, you know, uh, the god of Hinduism not existing, so I, I would say I have a couple True. arguments for certain gods existing, but for God in general, yeah, I, yeah, I don't have much of an argument. Yeah, well, there's so many conceptions of what God is or could be that, yeah, that's exactly like usually define God. Everyone, defines yeah, it different, and that's usually when I'm trying to like argue, like to say that there is no God. I'm arguing uh, for those religious ones. Um, so I'm curious what you would say, or you probably have said to theists in the past with the problem of evil, what, what would you say to them if they said, well, well, first of all, there's free will. That's why people can be evil. And second of all, God's all knowing, and you're kind of a tiny human. Who are you to say that he doesn't have a reason to allow this evil if he knows better than us? So just because a God, so I guess what you would be saying is just because a God knows better than us or is quote unquote smarter than us, that means that he's able to choose where we go after we die. And the deci- So personally, I don't believe in free will mm. um, if, if we're going that far. Um, I am more of a determinist. So I would say more so that um, all of our decisions that we make are predetermined in our mind in our mind subconsciously before we even make them based off of previous experiences and outcomes of decisions that we made beforehand and um experiencing the world around us so there wasn't ever a first experience to um i guess to to begin with experiencing something so um i would say that free will doesn't exist because you you already know what you're going to do before you even do it um, that's kind of where I come from. So I would say that, um, that would be my argument against, I guess, free will. Um, now I guess, um, if we're saying that an all knowing, all loving God is going to punish us or, or judge us upon death, my, my question would be, why would you want to follow a God like that? So if a God is all-knowing and all-powerful, he knows exactly what you're going to do. He, whether you, Regardless if you have free will or not, let's say free will does exist. If God is all-knowing, then he still knows what you're going mm-hmm. to do even after you make that free will choice, right? Right. So he already knows the outcome of what you're going to do. So he has already determined... Period. Whether there is free will or not, he's already. If we're talking about an omni god here, he already knows what's going to happen to you when you die. Right. The second that you're born, um, he already knows. So why would you want to follow a god that already is judging you, no matter what you do, whether you think that you're making a conscious decision or not? You're not. If it's an if it's an omni god that we're talking about. Um, yeah, and I I think that's. Yeah. 
I think that's pretty good work towards the free will aspect of that argument. Um, I, I'm also pretty much a determinist. Like at the very, very least, I'd say a soft determinist compatibilist. Mm -hmm. You know, um, but I I want to push you a little more on the second part of that because I I hear a lot of obnoxious believers talk about this and it's and, and honestly it does make sense like if there is this ultimate creator of the world he's the arbiter he knows everything he kind of like does get to do whatever the hell he wants um even if we think it's immoral right so yeah i yeah. i'm curious how you would push back on them with that i guess my answer would be so what Hmm. Yeah. So, so, so what if he's all powerful? So what if, if he knows what's best for me? I'm, I'm, I don't, I don't care if he knows what's best for me, frankly. I, I just yeah. don't care. Um, I know what's best for me. And even if I don't, I'll figure it out. It's okay. I don't need your help as much as you may want to help me. If you love me, you'll let me go as Brandon Yuri would Right. Say. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and if free will, if free will truly exists anyway, then he should just be letting you figure it out as as you go. So exactly, you, you know, it's trial and error. I may fall, I may stumble, but isn't that the whole thing? Is that you're supposed to try me and let me let me struggle to an extent? I mean, obviously, don't freaking let me die. I mean, if you're gonna let me die, then I mean, and you have the power to stop it, then I wouldn't consider that the moral thing to do. If I'm gonna make a conscious decision to so let's say I make the conscious decision to unalive myself. Mm -hmm. I would say if it, we're talking about an all-knowing, all-powerful God, he knows what's going on in my brain. So he, I would, in that moment, trust him to make the conscious decision. If So let's say me right now, I don't, I don't believe in any God whatsoever, but let's say there is a God right now in this moment. And I'm going, I got the, I got the gun to my head and God knows what is, what is going to happen and what, what decision I'm going to make. And he, I believe would be responsible to, I it, either let that act happen or stop it depending on what he knows. Um, but would it be moral to stop it if that is truly what I needed or wanted. Like if I was, I don't know if I was in this moment, then I would expect a God to not let me unalive myself because there's nothing yeah. physically wrong with me. I'm not, my life isn't ending as far as I know. I don't have like cancer or anything. Um, so I would expect a God to stop that act from happening. But if I was dying, I had no other choice. There's no, no other way to get out of, you know, dying a painful death. Uh, God, let me do it. Yeah. Thing. So it's 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 I guess it's a little wordy, but um, yeah, I guess my my answer would be just if a god was out there, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, honestly, that's that one right there particularly is one of the harder ones for me to try and cope with. So I I like to try and you know hear other people's thoughts and whatnot. Um. Basically, in the end, and we can talk about morality later if we get to it, but I think it just goes against what I, my moral code, I'm a moral realist, um, so I believe in objective morality in a certain sense, um, and like, even if there's a god, seems like he would have to be bound to some nature, and if he's bound to a moral nature, then that presupposes the morality was there first, right? Exactly, so, right. Um, so yeah, I just think it goes, uh, against my moral. Co have you, have you ever heard of, uh, YouTuber T-Jump? Oh yeah. Yeah. I'm familiar with him. Yep. So just, if we end up talking about morality, just know like that's kind of the same moral system I adopt. It's all about consent and like involuntary. Yeah. So, um, but I want to move on to, have you read much philosophy like the early moderns? Honestly, not a whole lot. I've read a little bit of, um, I've honestly read like a little bit of Socrates, but besides mm. that, not very much of anything. And, you know, I've read like kind of modern stuff. Like I've read some Sam Harris and I've read yeah. some, um, 
some Richard Dawkins and sure. um, stuff like that, but a couple couple modern things, but nothing. Oh, and um, Peter Bogosian, he's mm. he's a good guy um, to read. Um, but yeah, that's that's pretty much it. I haven't really read too much of like the super early philosophy stuff. Yeah. I'm still kind of working my way into the philosophy stuff. I'm still not super <laughs> sharp on it. Highly, highly recommend. I think you'll fall in love once you start diving into it. I just uh, started back up in school this last semester, and I'm doing nice. f philosophy. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely would recommend reading like David Hume and Kant. Yeah. So anyway, David Hume, he was cool because he was he was like the introduction to skepticism pretty much um but he even was skeptical about induction and the scientific method um so what he made an argument for uh is is now known the uniformity principle or you may have heard it as like the uniformity of nature um kind of just how just because we observed something happening yesterday how are we supposed to know it will actually happen again in the future and he makes the argument that there is no good um, argument for induction. It's just all circular because the only thing we can say is, well, it it did it when we observed it. So it's probably going to do it again, um, which it just kind of it begs the question. And so I'm wondering what your thoughts are on that. So essentially it's observing something happening. So we'll, I guess that's similar to, I guess you could kind of use evolution as an example, because everything seems kind of circular as far as evolution goes. Um, you know, you start off. It's hard to explain because I'm not an evolutionary biologist. <laughs> yeah. But it, it sounds a lot kind of like evolution kind of broken down, but um. I mean, I would partially agree with that because I don't think that there's any way to know for sure whether something is right. I, I don't I don't believe in absolute certainty about anything. So I don't think we can be certain that it's going to be circular if, you know, any if we keep getting the res same result. Who cares? 300 times <laughs> we get the same result. Who's, yeah. who's not to say the 301st time there won't be some sort of change or differentiation in in a result? Um, so it's hard to, it's like, I partially agree with it, but at the same time, I don't, because I, I don't think that we can be certain that anything is, is going to be, uh, yeah. certain, I guess. No, that honestly, that's a great answer. Right. So I wrote a paper about this and that was one of my like arguments for not, it's not countering the uniformity principle because I think it stands. It, it is circular. Mm -hmm. We truly can't prove it. But my argument was that it, it doesn't matter essentially because the utility we get from induction, um, as well as like the uncertainty principle, like we don't have to know. We can just, if something changes in the future, then we'll revise. Like it, it just doesn't right, really right. matter. Exactly. So, yeah, you kind of hit the nail on the head there. Um, cool. Well, any, any other thoughts on that particularly? Oh, I don't think so. Whatever you got okay. next. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is the big one. I, I'm sure you get asked a lot just about meaning and purpose and like what possibly atheism could add to a society or the world and like how it could possibly be better for humanity. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I love that question because I come from the standpoint that your purpose and your quote unquote meaning to life is subjective. It's whatever you make it out to be, whatever you want your purpose to be. If you want your purpose to be walking in a mall with an AK 47 and unaliving all the people in the mall, I guess that's your purpose. Cause that's what you say it is. But if I want my purpose to be making the world a better place. And, uh, if by making the world a better place, um, subcategory is starting up a nonprofit. Like I, I work with the secular lines of Michigan, like we were talking about before. Um, I work, I'm the social media manager for them and we, uh, you know, we're building a community for secular people. Um, so that would be my purpose would be, um, what I believe my purpose would be, would be 
making the world a better place and by making the world a better place, building a community for people that maybe are less represented in, you know, government yeah. communities in general. Um, and that's kind of the point of the secular Alliance of Michigan that, that, that I work with. Um, and if anyone isn't familiar, you know, we're based in Southeast Michigan. Um, we promote healthy skepticism and, and a uh, naturalistic worldview. And um, again, I'm the social media manager for them and uh, have a bunch of events that we do where, where we, I mean, if it wasn't for this organization, then the Michigan atheists, which we have since adopted, would have shut down. They were actually in the process of shutting down when the Secular Alliance of Michigan started up. So there wouldn't have been a secular community here in Michigan. So all of these non-believing people wouldn't have interaction with each other. We wouldn't have the yeah. Facebook groups that we have. We wouldn't have the community centers that we do. We wouldn't have the events and get-togethers and um, the walking events and uh, fundraising. We wouldn't have any of these events uh, for secular people. They would be left out. And my purpose is making sure those people are, are included. So I think your, your meaning and purpose is subjective to you. You make it what you want it to be. If you don't want to have a purpose whatsoever, then don't. Don't have a purpose. Um, like, we'll take my wife, for example. She doesn't believe that she has a purpose. She here, she mm. believes that we're here, we live, and we die. That's it. Yeah. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. She's comfortable with it, so that's cool, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I, I think that it would be subjective. You know, I find meaning in, you know, when I look at, you know, when I go outside, I'm thinking of, wow, what a beautiful tree. What a beautiful flower. What right. a, um, a beautiful bird that's in the sky. I don't think, wow, what a beautiful bird that God so created. So you do what believe in God. That God created. You know, and, and that's the thing is that I'm not attributing it to a God. I'm attributing it to, wow, right. the, 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 um, the uniqueness of nature and just that this, this flower existing here right now, and it isn't, on another planet we're here right now on this little tiny rock and floating through space at millions of miles per hour just fucking darting through space <laughs> right and here's this little tiny flower and it's just so beautiful that you know we're just here with it enjoying the time with it rather than thinking about a god well it's funny because believers believers would take that and run with it and be like see i mean i feel like deep down you definitely believe in a god if that's how you're gonna talk exactly and it's like but but the thing is, is that there's there's just no God, you know, there's no God belief there. I'm not thinking this is beautiful because a God made yep. it. I'm thinking this is beautiful because of how unique it is and how this just doesn't, um, it's not on any other planet. I mean, I don't think that we're any, mm -hmm. this planet is any more special than Venus is. We're just in a, that Goldilocks zone. Right. Um, if, you know, we were on Venus and... I don't know, birds had nine legs. We would look at birds saying, wow, what a beautiful creation that God made. You know, it's, it's, it would be the same thing as here. So I don't attribute beauty to a God. I attribute beauty to, yeah, I, I guess beauty is in the, I have the beholder, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly. Yeah. Uh, what you're saying resonates with me. I mean, I, Lately, I've been starting to call myself an, um, a naturalist more often than an atheist because I really feel like it encompasses my views a lot more, Mo mostly just for the utility of language, not because I'm like trying to leave room for God, but I don't really care. But um, mm -hmm. it's just more to me, it feels more beautiful to just like you were saying, like the fact that nature in reality is this way, like it's, it's pretty amazing regardless yeah. of how it came to be. Um, so yeah. And I, I, I wanted to go over a couple things there. So re religious community is like one of the best things that religions do for, for our world. Yeah, um, absolutely. so I'm glad you kind of made the point about how you are, making communities getting involved in communities because yeah that that certainly adds a lot of value to people's lives yeah absolutely because i mean like i said you know i'm here in southeast michigan when i wanted to start doing activism i looked and michigan atheists was a thing but in all actuality they haven't been in operation since 2012 they've done mm. nothing no events no meetups 
nothing, no fundraisers, barely any donations since 2012. They've just been sitting there as a presence, nothing actually happening. So I was here scrambling, looking for a, a community to be with and to interact with people that have the same naturalistic worldview and, and skepticism that I do. And it wasn't there at the yeah. time that I needed it. So I reached out to the atheist community of Austin because they were the only ones that I could even think of that would help me. And then I got to guest on their show. And because I got to guest on their show, Truth Wanted, in July of last year, um, that opened up the doors for a lot of other things because I was out there. My presence was out there on a, on a high-profile TV show. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, <clears throat> I went to a Secular Alliance of Michigan meeting um, earlier this year because I was just searching up stuff. Came up, hey, there's this fancy atheist meetup at a Logan's Roadhouse. And I was like, well, that sounds fun. You know, what's that? Um, figured I'd go to it because I had the day off. We went to it, and it turned out there was like 50 people there. It was their first meetup ever, like their very first meetup. And I had no idea it was their first one ever um, for the Secular Alliance of Michigan. And it was just a giant turnout. And I, you know, I met the president of the Secular Alliance of Michigan. was like, hey, man, this is awesome. I've been looking for a group like this for so long i want to help however i can because i want this yeah. thing to be a thing you know i want to be the next atheist community of austin that's what i want this thing to be um so he was like heck yeah man you know why you know tell me why should why should i have you on you know like what 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 will bring to the table and so i showed him my social media outreach because i have about fifty thousand followers across all social media platforms and he was like oh heck yeah you can be the social media manager and so um, that's my job is reaching out to people and cool. making sure that we are a presence and that we are here and making sure people know online that we're here and we're a new thing. Come hang out with us. Um, and I, I really love it. <clears throat> I'm glad that you brought up that you were on the atheist experience on truth wanted. Cause it's, yeah. it's actually kind of funny. Uh, before the show today, I was talking to my wife and we were looking at kind of some of your videos and whatnot. And I, I said to her, I was like, there's no way this guy hasn't at least like heard of Matt Dillahunty or like hasn't heard of the atheist experience somehow. Like he I had, know, right? It's just funny. Yeah, no, I, I, uh, when I came across Matt Dillahunty, like the first time I came across him when I was like really deep in the conspiracy theory things, just finding the atheist community of Austin. And, uh, I found Matt Dillahunty. I thought he was just the meanest person on the planet. Mm -hmm. I mean, like I thought he was literally the worst. Um, yeah. I was like, not even really a believer, but now that I've listened to him for so long, I understand where he's coming from. Yeah. I understand where that, that angst is coming from. You for know, sure. I, so, I, um, it's like people at first glance are like, Oh, what an a-hole. Um, but once you really sit back and, and listen to what he's saying, because he does sure as hell know what he's talking about. He's a really freaking smart guy. I do got to yeah. give him that. And, yeah. um, you know, he you just got to listen to what he's saying, not how he's saying it, I think is the main thing with Matt. Um, and Aaron Ra, too. Aaron Ra's a hot guy. <laughs> well, it, it, they only seem to get snappy and frustrated when, like you said, when people are being really dishonesty, like unfaithful, uncharitable with the way they're talking. Um, I can understand that. Yeah, for sure. So one last little point on the meaning and purpose subject, because um, I understand the kind of subjective view like that everyone kind of has it's kind of existentialism is what it's called that mm -hmm. nothing matters so create what matters to you basically right, um right. but i'm wondering what you might say or advice you might give to like a friend who has fallen completely into the pits of nihilism of like nothing matters and they're depressed so they don't care they don't want to better themselves they don't want to make a good experience for themselves because they're depressed about their nihilism um first thing i would say is um probably look into therapy mm. <laughs> yeah great <laughs> advice not, like not like i'm not even trying to be a jerk there right um i just i'm not you know i'm not a professional in that field but it, it just kind of sounds like someone with that mentality might might need some professional help mm -hmm. um on seeing the brighter side of things um you know, not to say that you can't be a nihilist and not, you know, be happy or anything. Right. Um, I am. I actually know at least two nihilists that are fairly happy people, but they also are the type of people like you can tell they're nihilists. Yeah. <laughs> when you're talking to them, 
because they just truly it's like talking to a brick wall. You know, it's like they just don't care what your reaction is going to be to what they say. Yeah, because they're like, this is it, man. I want I want to say what I want to say. And this is what it is. And that's just kind of the vibe that I get from those people. Um, those two particular people I know of. And I love those people. They're, they might listen to this, but I don't care. They love I love them. <laughs> they love me. So they're yeah. fine. Um, but they know where I'm coming from. So I, I don't. I don't think that's the right way to look at, you know, looking at it as like, oh, nothing matters. You know, we're all just going to live and, and you know, die and nothing matters. Um, you're missing out on a lot, you know, in my opinion is, yeah. you know, you're not appreciating this, this, this wonderful thing that we do have. And that, well, this, depending on where you are, semi wonderful thing that you can make so much better if you're just here and, and, you know, you make it what you want it to be. Um, as long as it's not causing any harm to others, that's kind of where I draw yeah, the line. If, if sure. what you want to do is going to cause, um, harm or, or, or harm the well being of others, do not condone. Yeah. Don't do that. For um, sure. so, you know, I'm all for doing what you want as long as it doesn't hurt anybody else. Um, so yeah. I, 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 I don't see um, – you can be a nihilist, but I don't think that it's um, it's looking at the bigger picture. I think I think you're kind of um, in, in your own little zone that mm-hmm. nothing else matters and not realizing the bigger picture that this is it. Like this is – Right. This is, this is really it, you know, and so why not just make the best of it, you know, like, yep. the, like it's, it's okay. Um, you know, I'm with you, you know, we're going to, we're going to live and die. I'm going to be mm-hmm. right there with you, but come on, let's make a thing. Let's, let's come join Sam. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious. We do actually, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, we do have a couple nihilists that are part of Sam that actually, mm-hmm. that, now that I'm thinking about it, um, I actually met him at my, uh, at the last meetup that we had. So yeah, yeah, actually, I guess I know a couple more than I thought I did. Well, if anything, you would hope at least every single human being has at least, and maybe and probably actually not every human being does but you would hope that everyone has at least one relationship they value cuz it seems like that right there keeps a lot of people holding on to yeah. whatever hope they have um i'm i'm curious what you would if you would push back on kind of an argument i have that fits into my naturalism um because like i said i believe in objective morality and i also believe that there actually is purpose to life and um i think i think that it fits in any worldview even a a theist like creationist even the most hardcore like materialistic atheist and basically the meaning would just simply be creation and not like creative creativity only and not just creation of life only but just creating a life for yourself whatever you might value to do and you know get your job here or there and and so for the for the theists i feel like they could accept that because obviously what is god but a creator and if we're striving to be like god why would we not be a creator and and this nothing to do with manifestation or anything i i am sure you've looked into that and stuff but just on the atheist materialistic worldview it, it just like what we've been talking about like it's ex- existentialism basically just make the life for yourself i gotcha yeah that that's a that seems to make sense i guess one thing so just one thing that i guess i want i'm curious about because i'm i'm not 100 percent sure and i like to ask uh people that Claiming claim to be atheists, yeah, because um, I kind of was on. My atheism comes from the other end of the spectrum, from conspiracy theories. Hmm. So I guess, what's a conspiracy theory that you believe? That I currently believe, <laughs> or that I have. You know what I mean? like? Do you believe? Uh, I don't know, do you believe Bigfoot? Do you believe nine eleven was an inside job? Oh, wait, okay, uh, real aliens? quick. Uh, I'm super down to go into this, but. Um... <laughs> did you so did you like just pretty much accept kind of like my meaning argument there like is there anything so, you would a little bit does this so, have to does this have to do with it i guess i should ask so i guess we could we could we could say that route so so you believe that there is an objective purpose to life is what you're saying yeah basically okay so 
And that objective purpose is what you were saying is essentially, I guess, leave the world a better place than, than you came to it, is I guess what uh, you were saying? No, it's just creation, like creating creating things, okay, creating a life. Is to create. Okay. Cre yeah, exactly. And I, I like to also add uh, progression in there, but I don't think everyone values progression, so it doesn't necessarily fit objectively. Uh, I value progression. That's more of a subjective thing I would add to it. Okay. So you would say that someone who's, who would disagree, I'm not saying that I disagree, but if someone were to disagree and say that they believe that their purpose is to destroy, what 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 at that point? What I would say their purpose is to destroy things. Yeah, because they still would have to build a life in order to be capable of destroying any. Like, like you wouldn't simply be able to just be a void of destroyingness. I guess, like. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You have to actively work to create that life for yourself, uh, getting weapons and getting, so he, they, that person is still creating a life for themselves. But what if they don't believe that is their purpose? What if they believe that their their purpose is to destroy? Not to say that they couldn't build to get to their purpose, but what if they say that, you know, yes, I may build things to get to where I want, mm -hmm. but the end point is to destroy, which I believe is my purpose. Yeah. I, um, I'm not sure a better way I could explain it, but yeah, I mean, I, I just think that, that if they were to say that, that it would just reaffirm what I, what I think the objective purpose is because, because like I already said, like they have to actively pursue that, life of a destroyer no that's fair i mean I, I i can get behind that cool well yeah thanks for pushing back i <laughs> i love i love being like challenged and called out live because it makes me feel uncomfortable and i have to like you know stew with yeah, my no, that's, thoughts that's <laughs> always a plus for someone someone to kind of push back on it i don't i don't have a whole bunch of pushback on it because i mean i, I kind of agree with you so i mean i don't have a whole lot of pushback on it cool um what what were you gonna get into with the conspiracy oh, yeah, just, just for just for kicks and giggles yeah um, i just i i wasn't sure do you um uh let's do it um yeah i mean i guess do you believe in um here let's do this <laughs> way so you're atheist but do you believe in ghosts or spirits no because what i okay because I just want to clarify because I swear on my life, most people that I've in my personal life that I've spoken to that are that are atheists, um, especially my family. Yeah. Because, um, like I said, there's a lot of superstition in my family. A lot of my family members have come out as, you know, being atheists. Um, and. Uh, but yet they still hold on to. Ghost yeah, beliefs. I, I also and, have friends yeah. and family that way. Um, it's like, why? You know, what evidence do you have for that? Do you have. <laughs> Right. Probably about I'm going to guess you have about as much evidence as you do. Well, it is. It's not, right? it's the same big piece of evidence that believers use, which is the experience. They've had some weird experience that they can't yep. explain and or they think they Anecdote. can explain it. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, just just for funsies, like I I definitely used to be a 9/11 truther. I used to <laughs> I somewhat bought into the like aliens running the Illuminati and all that stuff. Um, this was all in my twenties when I was just breaking free from religion. Um, yeah. I it's funny how those kind of come hand in hand. It's yeah. Like you kind of start to walk away from religion and go into, because you, you get this like kind of discomfort of like, of, of your, okay, I don't believe this, but like, then what? Right. Type of thing. So then you kind of adopt other things to kind of cope with it. Is, is really I, I feel lucky that I kind of ex escaped that mentality because I like it just hit me one day that 
I'm sick of feeling like the entire world's against me and I have like an explanation for every bad thing that happens. I'm like, well, it was the Illuminati and the government's doing all this for the new world order. And like, I was just so tired of feeling like, yeah, like I already said, um, way better just to say, I don't know, man. Right. Well, and certainly there's conspiracies that happen and governments lie all the time. They're engaged in the conspiracies I would maybe buy now. Like, I don't know if I would even call them conspiracies, but basically the U.S. is a freaking evil imperialistic country that's just going to wars all over the world and not taking care of its own fucking citizens. And we have this two-party system that seems to be just putting on a show for us. And I'm really like... I've I've been in the vote blue no matter what camp for a little while because the Republicans are getting so goddamn crazy. But at the same time, they don't do shit. They keep funding the wars like yeah. they they don't care either. I don't think. Yep. I'm see. I'm the kind of person to where like when I'm when I'm voting, for example, I I vote for whoever is going to do best for my community and for mm. society in general. I don't care what color you are, but it just so happens. To always be blue. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Odd. But I I truly don't care what color they are as long as they are doing what I what I think is gonna be best for society. So Yeah, we we tend to try and just look up voting records. That's like the best we can do. Like what did these people vote for and against? And then go that way. Exactly. Yep, I agree. So yeah, I other than that I I I don't think I really believe like you could almost say I'm atheist towards conspiracies because I'm not going to sit and say, well, there's definitely not aliens running the show, but like, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't it's believe it. Thing. Yeah. You, know, you can't, you can't prove that it, they don't exist. I mean, yeah, you don't know if UFOs, cause I mean, that, that's, oh man, that's the thing I fight all day, every day is people saying UFOs are extraterrestrial. Oh my <laughs> God. That drives me so crazy. Um, unidentified flying objects means it's, it's unidentified. unidentified. As soon as you call it extraterrestrial, <laughs> then it's identified. Exactly. So you, you, it can't be a. It's a UFO. They're not. <laughs> yep. So, oh, that drives me so crazy. People think extraterrestrial is UFO, but um, yeah. I mean, who's to say little gray men aren't driving those UFOs? Right. I can't prove that. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, and it seemed like honestly, I. Okay, here's the thing. I would love a world that aliens actually were here. And, oh, that'd be dope. Some like, Mass Effect yeah, style. I think so, exactly. So many, <laughs> so many beliefs in things like this, and even religion, just seems like almost just like a desire for a world to like not be just simple and ordinary, and like be cool in a way and make you feel special. <laughs> exactly. But uh, well, what was I? Where was I going with that? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe that's a good time to just move on. So (laughs) the, okay. So there's a lot of people who definitely find value in religious beliefs and, and they're not trying to enact policy and, and like, they're not trying to take away rights from other people. They're just, they're living and they're letting live as they please. And, and they like, like even I've had talks with people who like understand and empathize with my atheism and they're, and like, but they're just like, this like just brings me so much value and like love to my life and purpose to my life. And, and so I'm wondering you know, cause we have all these atheists on TikTok now and all of that, like me and you are part of it and, and there's believers too. And, but I'm, I'm just wondering how far we should take our antagonism towards these people, um, in order to, because, okay, the U S is one of the coolest countries because we're so full of diversity. Like we just have so many different backgrounds. And I really think the aim here should be coexisting with just all sorts of types of people. And so, yeah, this is where I often struggle an internal struggle with myself of like, how far should I be taking this antagonizing and like calling these people out on their beliefs and, and whatnot. So, so I think it's a very, very, very 
thin line. Mm. I think it's a very thin line. So I am, I give, or I dish out what's dished to me. So yep. if you give me, if you want to have a cordial conversation and you, you can ha- see those, you can watch those cordial conversations on my podcast, I'm totally open to it. Change right. my mind. Do it. Let, come on. Like I, do, my question to them would be, do you value truth? How much do you value truth on a scale from zero to a hundred percent? How, where is your value at for truth? Mine would be a hundred percent. Yeah. I want to know what's true period under no, whatever circumstance I want to know the truth, no matter how uncomfortable it's going to make me. What about you? You know, um, I understand that it might make you comfortable. You, you may have a, a nice community revolving around it. What is it true? Do you care about that? Right. I, I because if you if you live your life according to what could be a lie, then you just wasted. Even if it's just one Sunday a week, you wasted one Sunday a week instead of you know going to church instead of uh you know doing things with your family or yada 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 this 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 um or. If you're on like my grandmother's side where she went to church two or three times a week for several hours, you know, during those visits, it's a lot of life that she was using Yeah. Um, for, you know, all the way up until she lost her leg 15 years ago. She was going to church every like almost every day, like every other day she was going. So that's a lot of life to use for right. what would be a lie. And I mean, you're welcome to show me. Otherwise, I, I would love to know, you know, convince me. That's my whole argument. Is, yeah. I don't believe you prove it. So what would you say to someone who said, well, no, I actually don't value truth. I value these beliefs because they, um, they help me and my family to live and find meaning and love each other. So what if they simply just say, no, I I don't care if it's true. It's bringing purpose to me. Then that's fine, but keep it to yourself. Yeah. Fair. Keep your beliefs to yourself. You know, do do what's best for, you know, if let's say you, you're welcome to believe that. That's fine. You go into the voting booth. Don't vote based off of those beliefs. Mm. Don't vote based off of a candidate believing the same thing as you. Because that affects me. Because I don't believe the same thing that candidate believes. If that candidate is going to do what's best for the community, yeah, go for it. But if you are only voting for that person because they have relatively same beliefs as you that's not doing what's best for your community that's what's doing best for you yeah and that's not fair yeah so that's that's kind of where i would come from so um you kind of mentioned that you you usually give back what you receive and i i'm totally like that too like i'm a i'm a tone matcher like i've yet to have one of my pod my youtubes go into into crazy arguing or anything because everyone's usually pretty chill and like, I'm not going to be the first one to, but I, I mean, I will match it. Like if it gets to that point, I, I I'll jump in the arena. I'm not like afraid to, mm-hmm. um, but I'm wondering when it comes to like our TikTok videos that we post and stuff like that, um, where it's not just, you're not necessarily matching anyone's tone. You may just mm-hmm. be coming out as the aggressor yeah. in a way, like you're the antagonizer there. Yeah, no, I, I don't disagree. Sometimes I make some, uh, I guess you could say clickbaity videos, you know, catches <laughs> yeah. your attention right away so that you stay around and stick till the end. And I guess that's kind of where I would compare myself to Matt Dillahunty and listen to what I'm saying, not how I'm saying it. Hmm. Um, if you can't handle it, then just keep scrolling. Scroll exactly. Scroll the next video. Yeah. I mean, you don't have to watch it, but if you can, ha- I encourage you to watch it. But if your, you know, widow feewings can't handle it, scroll on. Um, yeah. But I'm sorry, but I want to know the truth. All you need, you know, yes, I'm being antagonistic because you guys are telling me this is true and you're never demonstrating it. And yeah. that's frustrating, you know, like that's fresh because I want to know what's true and you're just not telling me or well, you're being dishonest with my counter arguments or you're just running away from the, from the argument or you're raising your voice or you're throwing emojis behind what you're saying, or 
You're calling your friends who, quote unquote, like know more than you or have more followers than you to come back you up. It's frustrating. So I, yeah. I think I have every right to be antagonistic because they haven't met their burden of proof. And that's frustrating. Well, and there's something to be said. I, I definitely understand why so many atheists are like what you call that militant, angry atheist, <laughs> because it super affects our society. Like the climate of our politics right now is really scary. And that's that's kind of like what has led me to try and be this cordial approach, honestly, because I'm worried that if we don't, we're just going to descend into chaos. There's going to yeah. be no talking through it. You know what I mean? No conversation. Um, I, I, yeah. I, I agree with that. And that's exactly why I started up this, this new group with the secular Alliance of Michigan. This it, we're calling it like a street epistemology group. It's ask an atheist where we're going to go out to the park. We're going to hold a sign that says ask an atheist. And we're just going to stand there and just wait for people yeah. to approach us and ask us a question. And we will happily answer for them. And, you know, talk to them, and if the, we get their consent, we'll record the conversation, and we can put it up on our social media so that everyone can see the conversation and see how we should be interacting with these people. Yeah. You know, because that's the thing is that I think that a lot of the aggression, let's be honest, comes from the religious side. I mean, how often do you see an atheist standing on a corner with a big sign that says you're going to burn in hell, you dirty sinner? <laughs> right. How often do you see that? Yeah. I, and I often only see Christians doing that. Um, so if they're able to do that, I can stand on a, outside, you know, a park with a sign that, you know, come talk to me, have a conversation with me rather than me preach atheism at you. Come, let's talk about it. You know, right. let's just sit down, gloves off. Let's talk about it. You know, like if, if you truly want to convince me that, that you are telling the truth, convince me, let's do it. Um, so that's exactly why I started this, this group. Cause I'm hoping that it spreads the, the message of positive atheism. Yeah. We want to know what's true and we just don't believe you. Like we're not trying to be an asshole about it. We just, yeah. we just don't believe you. And typically <laughs> we're actually very good people. If you look down into it, like, yeah, um, I've met some of the best people just at this, a couple of groups that I've went to with the Secular Alliance of Michigan, some really, really awesome people. I'm yeah. Super friendly. Yeah. And, and they're not doing it because they're scared of that God's watching. Right. And I, you know what? I do think it's fair to, to, there are a lot of, to a lot of Christians credit. Like, I think a lot of them do the charity work and stuff they do, not because they're fearing god necessarily maybe they'll say that's part of it mm -hmm. but i truly think it's their humanity showing and they're they just are good people and they happen to believe in this religion um yeah but yeah i i like what you said about scrolling by on your tiktoks because i literally made a tiktok about that because some dude was just going hard in my comments and i'm like hey just just you uh chose to comment and right the more you comment the more i'm gonna pop up on your i literally page. said so, that yeah i know it's so funny they like they think that i'm just forcing this out in their public space where they cannot like you know decompress from it at all um exactly. but i think what it really hits on what's made me feel better about my TikTok stuff is the fact that like this is my space like i'm here to express myself my thoughts and if you don't like it then leave like i don't it's care my facebook really. yeah i it's... don't really use facebook much anymore that is my facebook is TikTok. yeah that's like I, yeah exactly and it really hits on something i value with all of this type of stuff i really value consent to conversation because i think it's super important and religious people don't don't really do this very well they'll just shove their beliefs down your throat without even asking um so yeah i i just think that's super important yeah i agree and i just i like how you know how easy it makes it you know how easy you know tiktok makes it to to make these arguments and to have these types of conversations you know because i can put a video out there that says hey you know uh, follow me and I'll follow you back. You know, we can talk in the comments. So like I, mm -hmm. there's a couple of Christians that I'm just friends with over on TikTok that just shoot me a DM every now and then like, Hey, I saw this. What do you think about this? What's yeah. your argument against this? And I just give my argument. And they're like, okay, cool. Thanks. Next. Yeah. You know, and That's then awesome. they'll just, I have a couple people that just 
shoot me. I have a couple people on Instagram um, that do that as well. So, I mean, it's, I, I like TikTok for that function that it's kind of like you can quickly go through some of these people like that. For um, sure. It's like, yeah, if you don't like what I, what I post, block me, don't yeah. comment, or I'm going to pop up more. Um, I don't know. You can put not interested. You know, that's an option. Uh, yeah. Just roll. I mean, you you can do, there's a lot of different options to not see me. <laughs> well, and there's plenty of believers who are on the same side of as us. They enjoy these conversations and they don't think that we're just being hateful. Like they exactly. like to engage in it. So we're They're looking for those to people. What we're saying as yeah. opposed to how we're saying it. And that's what I'm talking about. Yep. Cool. Um, I want to be respectful of your time. I'm not really sure how much you were, how long you were planning to be here. Um, yeah. But I, I did want to give you the chance, just if you had any questions for me uh, about morality or naturalism or any anything at all, I, I like to give you the opportunity. Yeah, I think for the most part, I, I think we kind of covered both sides of our arguments. I think we've kind of answered... At least you answer really most of the questions that I had for you because I was really just going to kind of counter with most of the things that you asked me. So <laughs> I think we kind of yeah. hashed it out pretty well. Cool. Yeah. And I was I was a little fearful we would agree way too much, and we kind of did. But you know what? It was fun. I've never some differences in there. <laughs> yeah. 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 For sure. And and it was a a good way to hash it out. I think regardless. So. Yeah. It's always good to to combat your fellow atheists and mm -hmm. see where they're coming from. It's always fun. I love doing that. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool, man. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming on. Uh, one more time, anyone listening, check out the link tree that I have in the description. Uh, he's had this podcast going for a couple of years now, and lots of cool subjects on there, like conspiracy theory type stuff, which I, I think is interesting. And, you know, maybe... If you if you would be down in the future, maybe you could come back and we could talk more specifically about a bunch of different conspiracy theories. Oh yeah, I could play devil's advocate, and I can be the conspiracy theorist. I can put my tin. I can put my <laughs> you tin have a hat. hat nice. And and we can have a real combo about Atlantis. Oh yeah. Man. Oh yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. I was just thinking today. I want to get like four different hats. Like I want to have a Jesus hat a skeptical hat um you know an all law hat like, i just want to yep. have a bunch I've of i've got one hats. back here there, that that one hanging up back there has got bigfoot being abducted by a ufo nice so. <laughs> cool okay right well yeah really appreciate it man it was a great talk yeah, thank you yeah i appreciate it all right we'll talk to you later for sure